Howdy, howdy. What's up, buddy? Oh, I can hear you this time even. Oh, wow. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Chris should be joining us shortly. Momentarily, you could say. Yeah, momentarily. How about it? What a week for the Oilers, bud. It. Oh. And there he is. Speak of the devil. What's up, you fucking benders? <laughs> In with a bang, as always, Chris. <laughs> yes. How is everyone, boys? How how is everyone's week going? I'm on the ed- edge of suicide. Right now. <laughs> oh man, Chris, what's going on? Can we pull you back from the edge, buddy? Yeah. Can anybody make the Jets play better, like uh, they did last? No. Nah, instead, we might we might as well just push you at that point, dude. Wow. <laughs> wow, savage. It was pretty savage. I mean, like, what do we know about teams playing good? So it's you know it's true, buddy. Well, listen, well, listen, boys. Um, I mean, let's just let's just jump right into it. You yeah, know? you know, I can tell this is going to be a hopeful, optimistic episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. The Jets have lost two in a row. I think right. Yeah, and the but... Oilers have lost. Like 11 out of their last 12 or something stupid like that? Yeah, I think it's like 18 out of their last 20. That's some good stuff, man. And yeah, they could yeah. still make the playoffs if they put together a winning streak, which is the best. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so we started the week. Um, first off, we all tied last week in the prediction category uh, with one apiece. Wow. Yeah, I we got suck. first. Yeah, not a. I mean, I mean, we did. We went three for five. So I mean, not terrible a, then. Yeah. As a as a group, so I mean, not horrible. Um, actually, no, we went we went three for four. Actually, pretty good then. Yeah, yeah. So not bad. I mean, if the Oilers or Jets did down the power play, they might be doing a little better. <laughs> um. So, so we started the week with the Jets versus the Rangers, and this was a bit of a closer game, Chris. The Jets snuck out a four-three victory. Um, I mean, do you, any any notes on this game, Chris? Uh, does Jets look like ass? Good, and that's the in-depth analysis we love. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what to say, man. They're they're just been they've just been awful. Awful. I mean, they they snuck out the win here. I mean, so that's yeah. hopeful. Um, I mean, the points help, but uh, obviously you'd like to beat the Rangers a little bit more handily. Yes. Um, then the Oilers played the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the, we lost 3-1. This was a – and we outshot the Penguins. Um, I wouldn't say – like incredibly outshot them, but like I, we were all over them for like a decent period of time there. Yeah, I think the Oilers put up over forty shots that game, so it was pretty good. But on a penalty shot, yeah, yeah, McDavid's patented move isn't really uh, working too well anymore. Yeah, people are starting to scout it a bit. Yeah. Um. And then they scored the empty netter, and we lost. I mean, it's another disappointing game. Yeah, the Oilers played a pretty okay game from what I saw. Like, uh, I felt like the team was still competing out there at least. Like, they're they're at least fighting for the wins, but their yeah. wins sure ain't coming. Yeah. Um, the, the problem is, though, 
like th these are so they're such heartbreaking losses like i feel like we're in the game like we're with them and they just can't like it's literally just the Mc, just dry side mcdavid doing things yeah like ev like every other line if they don't get scored on we call it a good night but the problem is we we like we give them one on the power play or or one of our other lines gives up one and then we just don't have they're just smothering mcdavid and dry side yeah, after McDavid and Dry set a line, you always just have nothing else. Like huge yeah. tries, but when he's on a line with Lucic and Chase on, the majority of the time, it's oh, that's not a good second line. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I feel about that. Um, then um, the Jets lose four-one to the Avalanche. This was a rough one for you, Chris, because this is a divisional game, and it, I, I mean, how many were any of these empty netters? Well, I mean, divisional game in that the Avalanche are, are shit in. and they, there's no chance. Yeah, they're in the division. <laughs> so, I mean, the Central went from being one of the best divisions in the entire league to being the worst, bar none. They're all garbage. The Jets still are somehow on top of the Central, even though they are playing terrible. No, there, yeah. there was no empty net goals. It was just, uh, just all just shit. This was. Uh, I was going to be more descriptive, but the <laughs> the Jets are just running around their own zone most of the time. They're getting outworked, out hustled. It's like they've already decided they're going to make the playoffs, so they've decided to take the rest of the season off. It's awful. Um, the also wasn't this the um like the the McKinnon Landeskog Rantanen show, or was it a bit spread out? Well. I wouldn't – no, I wouldn't say that. Um, I will say I fucking love Rantanen. He yeah. is just a beast. Mm -hmm. He's like – he's so big and strong. Like, he's just no nonsense. I think him and Liney are the same size, except for Rantanen has testicles and Liney has not. Oh, yeah. oh. Rantanen plays so much bigger than Liney does for sure. Oh, yeah. my God. If, if Liney could play like Rantanen, he would be – a dominant forward. Nobody would stop it. Yeah, I think it also helps that um, Rantanen, Rantanen, one, possesses, possesses a lethal shot, but, like, he also isn't really a shoot-first forward. Like, like he, he's always looking for that pass back to Landis Scott or McKinnon. Well, but the thing is, is, like, the, one, the thing that people don't realize about Line is he's an elite passer as well. Um, oh, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But I feel like Line, though, like, if, when he ha if he has the option, he's going to shoot. Yeah, I mean, and that's that was his mo for the first, you know, two and a half seasons of his career. But for some reason, I think it's just with his confidence right now, he is not shoot first right now. He's well, he's just turned the puck over first, basically, is what he's doing, <laughs> which is um, not, not a good method. No, 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 that is that is true. I uh, sit down and when the Oilers play and they're defending in their own zone, every time they do turnover, I just go turnover and I put a little tally mark on a little notebook I have. <laughs> And we, you know, we normally finish the game with, like, somewhere within, like, the 20s. It's pretty bad. Um, and so that's, you guys think that's that that's coaching the, or what? No, nah, I just think it's – honestly, I think it's talent. Like, they just – people people know they can forecheck the Oilers' defense hard, and they're just going to try and rim it, and it's just a turnover. Yep. When it's, it's turnover, not McDavid, turnover. When it's not McDavid and Drysaddle, pressure the passer, and you know that they're probably going to be a plug and they can't pass. Uh, so the Jets turnovers are coming from their forwards, really. Their, their neutral zone passing. And also, like, 
they're, they've got this annoying little habit now where they're two feet from the blue line and they'll try to do like a little fancy no-look dish or they'll do like a really weak chip on the boards because they're trying to chip it to themselves. So they're almost leaning towards offense too much without... Oh, oh the Chris Rand began. I know, I know. They just know. The universe knows. <laughs> um, I will say with the Oilers turnovers, at least, they... Uh, there's almost like too big of a gap between the forwards and defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when the defense try and rim the puck around or do like a stretch pass, first off, it's Chris Russell trying to make the pass. So it's not a very good pass. Yeah. And then the person trying to receive the pass is Kyle Bronziak or Milan Lucic, which is not very good. Yeah. So then the forward just the, – the, the other team's forward just steps in front of the pass and takes it tape to tape. And they're like, well, thank you. Yeah, and Hitchcock really wants to – you can see he's really trying to play that fast transition style of game, but I just don't know if the Oilers' defense are good we enough. Don't have the skill. We don't have the skill. We don't have yeah. the skill. Uh, Chris, you are in the middle of a, of a Chris rant. <laughs> oh, everything's a Chris rant. I don't Where did I stop? Uh, they do little chips at the blue line. Yeah, little chips to themselves because they're trying to create offense instead of trying to get the puck out first. They're cheating, basically. Uh, okay, so you think they're getting they're getting a little lazy? You're thinking it's just gonna oh, totally, yeah. Um, I actually, Chris, on the Jet side, uh, someone just dropped uh, uh, Morrissey in my fantasy league, and I uh, I I scooped him up. Why would somebody do something as stupid as that? I don't know, but I I just I dropped uh, Sorgachev and picked up Morrissey. Yeah, so now I'm I now have Truba and Morrissey on my fantasy team. Josh Morrissey is an incredible hockey player. Top five on the team, top five player on the team. Oh yeah, no doubt. Like he just wa- the thing is, is like he's not even. I don't, I don't know if it's probably coaching, but he's not really even exploring his offensive side right now. You can tell it's there, and he gets a little bit of PP two time. Yeah. Um, but he's just elite at retrieving the puck in his own zone, making passes, just smart exits and smart plays. Like he's just wow. And just for for a player of his age and experience level to be oh, that good, all this, yeah, he's he's uh, he's phenomenal. So when he starts getting a bigger offensive role on the team, um, watch out. He's going to win a Norris Trophy. Yeah, all I'm saying, you know, because he's kind of undersized. When I play defense, I try and really pattern my game after him, but I might be a little bit more offensive. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit more of a goal scorer's touch to you. Yeah, as in, you know. As in you line up at the blue line at the opening whistle, and then you spend the entire time behind the opponent's net. Is well, that what you're you play, Dude, that's just how you play defense. Listen, listen, if the opponent doesn't have the puck, I mean, I don't need to play defense. Oh, Jesus, I hate – that's the worst argument in hockey. Yeah, that's why I always just pull my goalie on the opening face-off. Oh, we could get into a whole discussion about that, but I won't do that to you guys. (laughs) All right, so then then the last game of the week that we actually – we predicted, um, that we gave predictions on, was the Oilers went and played the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, the last time Oilers played the Hurricanes, the Oilers got absolutely shelled. Um, I believe we allowed the first the first shot on net to go in again. Um, uh, Dalton, I don't know. Can you confirm that? Honestly, man, I'm just I'm trying to think right now, but there's just so many goals. Um, <laughs> dry, 
here's here's what I was so we, we not another three one game loss. This is another dry sidle goal. Dry sidle is now tied for third in the league for scoring with only five goals behind um, Ovechkin. So <laughs> yeah, dry sidle is on fire. Um, I'm I'm thinking just playing with McDavid for the rest of the year, so at least he gets some goals and stuff. You know, maybe win maybe win a rocket. Oh, that wouldn't be too – can you imagine the Rocket and the Art Ross Trophy winner on the same team and they still didn't make still the, miss playoffs? the playoffs? Oh, it'd be, it'd be – it's just an embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. I um, love it. Let's do it. So, the Oilers lose 3-1 to the Cane. Another another game where we sh- uh, we shelled the Canes and Curtis freaking McElhaney played like a god. What is going mm-hmm. on with him? That, like, like, that is some Benjamin Button syndrome if I've ever seen it. He's won seven straight, I'm pretty sure now. He's got like a 920 save percentage. Yeah. Uh, I just, it was the first shot of the game. You're right, it, Michael. It was. I knew it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember because I actually didn't watch the opening of the game. I just remember I got the notification. I was like, hmm, that was kind of early. And then I went on Twitter, and Twitter was just like, again. Yeah. <laughs> that dry saddle Cassian goal, it was pretty nice, though. Oh yeah, I mean, listen, Cassian look, has looked decent with McDavid and Drysile. Like yeah. that's the thing, though. It's like you can put basically anyone with that line; they'll be decent. They'll still put up points. The rest, the problem is, the rest of the team is just so bad. Yeah, I think they should put Sam Gagne there. Yes, yes. Well, all right. So actually, so we'll, we'll move on. So, so we'll move. We'll do that news real quick because that kind of has to do with um, what's going on. Um, it's called so a actually, so actually, so yeah. So, okay, so we'll start there. So the Oilers then make two moves. They trade goaltender Cam Talbot um, to Philadelphia in exchange for goaltender Anthony Stolarz. Um, we now officially have the uh, tallest um, goaltending tandem in the league. Mm-hmm. Six seven um, and six six. Six seven and six six. So boys, I have a question. I have a big picture on my wall. It's of Cam Talbot in his first season of the Oilers when they wore those really cool uh, orange, um, or, like, main orange jerseys with a blue shoulder um, back in 2015 when they made the playoffs. It is signed by Cam Talbot. So Cam Talbot is now a flyer. Is it more or less valuable? Um, I think that the kind of thing for that, the value can only go down, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd have been like it probably been worth something when Talbot was high flying. You know, it just brought the Oilers back to the playoffs. But yeah. right now, it's like like as a more memento kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but, listen, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think value wise, it's probably just gonna unless he gets a crazy resurgence in Philly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So obviously, there's a few reasons that this worked. Philly needs another goalie. Uh, Carter Hart and Cam Talbot are really good friends. They trained together in the summer. Um, Carter Hart actually called Talbot, was the only person that he called. Talbot was the only person Hart called the day before his NHL debut. Um, so, like, they're really good friends. It also sheds uh, $4.5 million in cap, or $4 million or $4.5 million in cap space for Talbot in exchange for, like, the seven hundred and fifty k that Stolarz is making. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also 25, so he's a bit younger. Um, so, I mean, what do we think about the deal, boys? Well, it allowed the Oilers to recall Sekiro, which they did today. Yes, that is true. Uh, I think this was a good trade for the Oilers, and it mm-hmm. also made me really sad when I heard the news. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was disappointed too. And I will say this because Chris, I know you've been taking shots at my girlfriend for the last like two weeks. Um, <laughs> um, 
when I told her that they traded Talbot, so she's so used to seeing Talbot up on my wall, she was like, oh, no, he was one of my favorites. Oh, now I feel even worse. Yeah, right? Um, so, I mean, okay, so here's my question. So, Stolarz is an RFA at the end of the season. Do the Oilers resign him? I think there's no reason not to. Like, uh, he's only an RFA, though, if he plays 10 out of the remaining 25 games, which is now 10 out of the remaining 24. So, I don't think he does that. You don't think he plays 10 out of the 24? I think there's no, no reason why the Oilers don't play him 10 out of the next 24 games, because it's, it's not like they're going to make the playoffs anyways. Might as well alternate starts. Yeah. Um, Chris, what do you think? Uh, I... I don't know. I think I think you wait and see, right? Is is Staller somebody who like makes you excited when you hear his name that he came over? Like, I think the best thing, the best component of the trade is the fact that the Oilers got some cap space back. So to me, that suggests that really you can pick up any goaltenders in the off season. They're a dime a dozen. Is is he going to be the best one of the of the bunch? Not likely. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think if it's at a if it's at a friendly amount, then sure you go ahead and do it. But otherwise, it's no big deal. Yeah. And as a backup goaltender, he seems fine, right? He, I mean, he has he has. I think they said he has nine NHL starts in his career. He's like, uh, like six three and one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, all right. So then my next question is: How well does Cam Talbot do in Philly? I think he'll do great. I love it. That's a, it's uh, such a hard question to answer, it feels, because it's like, was, because Philly's defense is good, but it's not, you know, top of the league or anything like that, right? Right. So, it's kind of a question of, is Talbot going to find his game there? And I kind of feel like the answer is no. I bet you will. Yeah, see, I, I'm with Chris on this one. I think he does. I think that Talbot um, playing with heart, like a younger guy. Oh, um, there's Chris again. Um, playing with Talbot, younger, a younger guy, like it kind of like, um, I don't know, maybe sparks his confidence. He's kind of out of the whole toxic Edmonton air. He's, he's no longer drinking the water. <laughs> um, so, I mean... I mean, like, don't I, get me I, wrong. I want him to be able to be good again, but I just... Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. It, it almost feels like it's a little bit too late for him. Do you think it's too late? In general, because, well, here's the thing. If he doesn't make it in Philly here, does he even get signed? Like, if he posts a 900 save percentage for the rest of the season and the next nine games he plays or whatever. Yeah, he gets signed, dude. And he, people need goalies. Mm, yeah, I suppose. I suppose he probably finds a job somewhere. And uh, yeah, I, I'm he definitely finds a job. If only because of his almost Vesna caliber season with the Oilers. Well, you just like he's yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he you you he's known to have done it before. You just mm-hmm. So like, okay. So then the Oilers uh like 12 hours later trade Ryan Spooner, um notable Oilers legend. In exchange for another notable Oilers legend, Sam Gagne. We're bringing but less sarcastic the boys, this time. We're bringing the Oilers back, the band back together, boys. I was actually so hyped when I heard for this trade, man. It was 
Like, as bad as the Talbot trade made me feel, this one made me feel as good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and here's my, here's my thing. I think Gagne, million times better than Spooner. Holy, he looked like an NHL player out there. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. So, so then to use that as a segue, they, they, that ha- trade happens, and Solars backs up Koskinen in, uh, the Isle- in Brooklyn against the Islanders. Gagne plays. Looked pretty good. Was like drawn some penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, took a penalty. You know, took a penalty. <laughs> uh, um, I really was impressed mostly with his work on the power play, though. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, listen, that's why like he did so well in Columbus and it went with Vancouver there for a little bit. He's he's kind of become like a power play specialist. specialist. Sort of like yeah, power play specialist, kind of like a Mark Letestu. Ah, yeah. But yeah, where I is think, Mark uh, Letestu? He's in Columbus. But I don't know if he's actually playing. I don't think he is. Um, But, yeah, Sam Gagne makes the second power play unit actually look like they might have a chance to score rather than just get scored on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Spooner and Gagne are the same cap hit. Mm -hmm. Same cap hit, same amount of years, though. It's it's such a nice little lateral move that... It is, as the Oilers love so much, one for one. Of course. Um, and the funny thing about Twitter is like people like, so Keith Gretzky, who's the interim GM right now, made these two trades and people were like hailing him a hero. Yeah. Like they were like, oh my goodness, we didn't out, we didn't like completely lose two trades. Thank God. <laughs> the bar is just set so low. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so then using that as a segue, we go in and we play the Islanders yesterday and it was a pretty close game there for a little bit. And then they started to pull away and they beat us five two. Yeah. I missed most of this game cause you know, people, but mm-hmm. it was another pretty sad game other than Gagne, which was the very happy part of it. And dry sidle. And dry sidle. Can't that was an him. unreal pass McDavid gave him on the power oh, play. Oh my god! Especially, are, 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 you know, is this a family friendly channel, or can we talk about that guy's jersey? Uh, no. Oh, oh ass eating season. Yo, number sixty nine. What a beaut. <laughs> Chris, how do you feel about this jersey, buddy? I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Oh my right. god! It is. It is an Oilers jersey, a home royal blue Oilers jersey that is number sixty nine. Ass eating season. Here you go. I'm gonna <laughs> post it in our group chat. Give me a half a second. Oh my gosh. How do you feel about this jersey? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I have no. Should you do you, do you feel would you feel pride or would you feel shame? Shame? <laughs> I <wouldn't even> <laughs> This man is just so brazenly. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. But um, so McDavid on the power play. First on, shout out to Clefbaum for actually pinching and keeping the play alive. Oh God, it's so nice to have like, him back on the power play. I agree, but that was like a second away from being a like a like a two on zero breakaway. Yeah, and like if, so if he nice. misses that puck, if he misses that puck, it's a two on zero. Oh yeah, and if he if he decides to back off instead, it's a two on one, just like that. Or maybe the guy beats him, right? It's right, right. But then it comes to McDavid. McDavid cuts in. Everyone is looking at him, and then McDavid just casually lobs a pass back to Drysaddle, who kicks in an open net. And it's always good when you see the goalie is also fully committed to thinking McDavid's going to shoot, 
Because, yeah. like, McDavid passes it back to Drysidle, and Leonard just kind of turns and watches the puck go in the empty net, and he's just kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that happened. It was my – I was about to be so mad at McDavid because I was like, you are right in the slot, why didn't you shoot? And then he makes that pass, and I'm like, well. You're like, oh, I guess he knows better than me. Yep, that's the reason he's getting paid twelve and a half million a year. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, okay, so then the last game of the week that happened yesterday um, – Chris, you guys lose 4-3 in overtime to the Ottawa Senators. Yep. Oof. What happened? Oof is, is right. Uh, Same thing as what I've said before. They just they're not they're not matching the effort of their their competition. Dude, their their big guns took care of it. Matt Duchesne, goal and assist. Dezingle, goal and assist. Stone, goal and assist. Mm-hmm. I like Zingle as of the three. To be honest with you, I would take Zingle. Really? That might be a hot take, but I think that's a very spicy take. I I'd say it's a spicy take. Um, uh, see, me personally, I'm taking Stone. Yep. Yeah, Spoilers. Um, so what the hell do you know? <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Um. So, I mean, Chris, I mean, you kind of said, I mean, lazy, they're kind of cheating for offense. I mean, Line A hasn't scored in two months now or something like that. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's I, unbelievable. I mean, on the bright side, at least he's going into a contract year and you decide to slump. I mean, do you, yeah. think this, do you think this makes his, like, drops his contract number, like, so he's making less money? Well, I think maybe they – sign him to a bridge because I don't think that the line camp's going to accept what the oil, what the Jets are going to offer him. So. Yeah, I think Chris is right. Yeah, this is – I think before the season started, line was probably looking at a bit of a longer-term deal, like, you know, everybody else, all the other young stars. But now it's like you, you can't give him a long-term deal. You don't know what he's going to be. He was going to make $10 million a year. <laughs> yeah, so what do you think he's making now? He's probably going to get an eighty million dollar contract. Yeah, that's like, before the season started. I would have bet on that, but yeah, but me too. Now, now like, in three times five point five. I don't. Even, I don't know what where, when he's a UFA. I don't know what that. I don't know what what year that is. But. Uh, he's five years to his first UFA year. Yeah, so I'd say like three years because then that gives a good negotiating point to sign like a long extension if he does well. Yeah, yeah. I think probably three. I'd probably say he's going to get a little bit more than that. Like I think a three by six and a half is more likely. But see, I think I think uh, I guess they don't really want to walk into free agency. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe he takes something uh, like Matthews. Yeah, just by the six years instead. Maybe six. Maybe like nine. uh, Six by nine. Yeah. The thing is, though, like I kind of feel like. Line A is going to be in uh, qualified offer hell for a while. Oh, do you think he gets offer sheeted? Maybe. That's an, he's probably like, oh. he's such an interesting target because, like, I think all the other teams are going to be a little bit gun shy about going for him, too. Yeah. Chris, what chances it Line A gets offer sheeted? Zero. You don't <laughs> think it happens? There's no, there's, there's no point. There's he's no going point. To Arizona. There's no point because the Jets are in – there's no way the Jets couldn't nor wouldn't match um, unless you're going to go for five first-round picks. 
Um, and then I think you let him go. I don't know. I, mean, I think I think there's a situation where that he gets offer sheeted and the Jets still match. I don't think there's a situation where the Jets don't match. But that so being you said, think that he could get offer sheeted, but you doubt that the Jets will lose him. I don't think the Jets are care about almost. I don't know. Is Patrick Line worth any team's four next first round picks? Honestly, I, I, I maybe Conor McDavid, but other than that, no. Like, because well, um, you got to look at teams that can actually afford them. So, like, I feel like maybe someone like San Jose might do it. No way. Because they are almost out of their window. They need to kind of win now. Dude, dude, what if they throw like fourteen million dollars at Line A for one year? Then that would be. I think that's the four first round picks straight up. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So Chris Dalton was saying, uh, like San Jose maybe trying for Line A. It's got to be yeah, a team but... in win now mode for sure. Again, there's no way in hell that the Jets let Line A go. They're gonna match whatever comes. People will offer sheet when they think they have a chance to get the player. So, like Mitch Marner, there'll be offer sheets on him most likely because the the Leafs might not be able to match, which means they'll have to like do something to get cap compliant. Which means yeah. they're going to have to lose. Like it's going to be a nightmare for them. So yeah. there's a real chance that Mitch Marner is going to get offer sheeted. As a matter of fact, I hope the Jets do it because I hate <laughs> the Leafs. But but. Uh, like, Liney, there's just no conceivable way the Jets will allow that to happen. But that's yeah, the thing, because yeah. another team could hypothetically force the Jets into accepting a bad Liney contract. Yeah, but I don't, think, I don't think teams do that. I don't think that's the way – I don't think that's the way that – that's what you see. Like, when was the last offer sheet we saw? The, like Danny Flames. or something like that? Well, the Flames that's- also got offer sheeted for Colburn before. I know the <laughs> Joe Colbert one. Holy. Uh, such a let, plug. Let's offer sheet a turd. That's oh, a great okay. plan. Oh, I Googled it. I got it. Here we go. The Colorado Avalanche offer sheeted Ryan. Or no, 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 no. Okay. Ryan O'Reilly ah, was the last one. He was offer sheeted by the Calgary Flames. He's playing for Colorado. They offer sheeted him two years for 10 mil and Colorado matched it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so like the reason that you don't see offer sheets because teams aren't going to screw each other like that, because I think it's an honor system and they know if, if I pull a douchebag move like that, ref, retribution could be swift. Mm-hmm. So plus your I mean, next four first round picks is such a price to pay. If you're trying yeah. to go after anybody that's any good. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's a, all right. I got a little trivia for you, boys. What what was the last offer sheet to be sent and then was accepted? So the the team didn't match. Shit, I have no idea. Hold I will give you a hint. It had to do with the Oilers. Oh, was it? I feel like the Zach Parise thing, but you guys want it? You got want me to give it to you? I'll never get it. So was yes. it Penner? Dustin Penner, oh, July twenty sixth, so two thousand seven. <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers offered him five years at twenty one point five million dollars, and they gave the Anaheim Ducks the 
first, second, and third round pick in 2008. Why don't I remember that? That's crazy. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that the Ducks turned those picks into absolute – it's probably like Ricard Raquel and – Tampa's someone. Lindholm and – Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan see. Gibson. 2008 NHL draft. Let's go look. We're, we're going down a rabbit hole here, boys. All right. I like it. All right. Um, NHL team. Oh, uh, the Buffalo. Oh, wow. Here we go. So this actually connects to the Jets. Um, the, Anna, the Buffalo Sabres select Tyler Myers with the pick that Edmonton gave Anaheim. In the twelfth in the twelfth overall. Oh, crazy! By the way, Tyler Myers was the best Jet last night. <laughs> really? Yeah, he scored two goals. He went. Yeah, yeah, he played very well. Um, the Anaheim Ducks draft Justin Schultz. Oh my overall god, that's right. In in the round two. That's right. <laughs> and then. In round three, Anaheim. Uh, looks like they got they got some some rando named uh, Kirill Petrov. The wow. ra- the Islanders got him uh, from that trade. I I guess that worked out pretty well for the Oilers then in the end. What did what did uh, the Ducks get for the first rounder that ended up being Tyler Myers? Oh, jeez. Um, well, you got to connect all the dots. That's the first rounder. Mm-hmm. That's I the important so. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, shit, hang on. <laughs> yeah, uh, 2008. Frantic Google. Yeah, yeah. You want to right. a rabbit hole. You're both <laughs> a rabbit hole now, buddy. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll just look up. Never go balls deep in a rabbit hole. You will get bit. Do you say you'll oh, get yeah, bit? Okay. Yes. Why? Why do you so know so much about rabbit holes involving Look, balls? They, no, but you're going balls deep. Do you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. poor dog. That ball like, doesn't know what balls deep is. Yeah, but why do you specifically know that the rabbits are gonna bite you? It's like a carrot. You <laughs> <laughs> might have to. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> you just kind of spray-painted orange first, and it's all good. So, to be honest, I don't know how to follow this rabbit hole here, boys. Okay, I'll look it up. You keep going. You're running the show. Let me, let me um, find it. Though I will say, later on, 22nd overall in 2008, the Oilers used a draft pick they got from Anaheim to draft Dorn Everly. Ooh. So, it was basically Everly for Gagne. What? Everly for Gagne. Why is it Everly for Gagne? Because we traded Everly for Strom, Strom for Spooner, Spooner oh. for Gagne. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Everly for Gagne. Honestly, great trade. 100%. Love it. So I, I just look forward to seeing how we're going to trade, like, Lutic for Hall. Well, just wait for uh, Hall to sign with the Oilers in the offseason. Yeah, boy. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, it's going to be okay. Everly this year. Okay. Uh, moving on, moving on. Um, have you guys seen the Mulkin suspension? I'm surprised he didn't get more. I am not surprised because he didn't make contact. Did he actually not? 
He didn't. He, he completely missed. Oh, I thought he actually got but by like by like an inch. So oh. for those who don't know, we're talking the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins. We're playing. It's a really heated rivalry. Obviously, Pennsylvania, big matchup. Um, Roffle comes up and kind of cross checks and like kind of two hand gives Malkin a couple of good two hand cross checks around the boards. Malkin is business. one of those. Yeah, giving him the business. Um, Malkin turns around with the red mist in his eyes and just one hand swings his stick up at the guy's head and misses Roffle's face by like an inch. Yeah. Anyways, Roffle goes down and then like you know the fireworks start because they always do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Malkin only, ends up getting again. one game. One game. Um, Dalton, do you think that's fair? One game. I mean, I thought before he actually clipped him, so I was going to advocate for a little more. But since he missed him and it was still, like, really – you could tell there was a lot of intent there. So, I think one game is probably fair. Yeah. Chris, have you seen it? Uh, no, I have not. Wonderful. <laughs> um, All right, just picture it in mind exactly how Michael described it. Uh, the Penguins were in their away jerseys, and the Flyers were in their home jerseys. There you go. Right. Roffle's up against the, the Flyers bench. Or Mulkin is up against the Flyers bench. Roffle, mm-hmm. working him over, giving him the business. Giving Roffle, him the gears. Ro- the puck leaves. Roffle turns to follow the puck. Mulkin turns around and backhands his stick up in the air, head height, and it misses him by like an inch. Mm-hmm. Roffle goes down like a sack of bricks. And so that's um, why I thought he got hit in the face. Well, I think it's one of those things, right? The, like, that you feel the wind of the stick go by you, and you just kind of drop. Yo, that would spook the shit out of me. Holy. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, looking at it right now. Oh, hey. All right, we're going to get Chris's take live. <laughs> exclusive. Live, it's an exclusive. <laughs> okay, hold on. That went really fast. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> And there it is. That's that's the uh, it, that's the take. Yeah, that's a pretty spicy take there, Chris. Nice cross check. Oh, yeah. Nothing too serious. All punch in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. that. Oh, yeah, no, you know what? So obviously, it didn't hit him or hurt him. So I think Raffle should definitely be fined for being a little bitch. <laughs> but, but Kenny Malkin, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. He's a dirty piece of shit. Oh, yeah. We if he know. wasn't yeah. such a good hockey player, people would be on his ass so much more. We've discussed this many times. He's a dirty, dirty hockey player. And yeah, he's, 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 he's a little... Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, so then I, I, got, I got two more uh, bits of hockey news uh, that we can go over. Um, the first one is Don Cherry. <laughs> Rip the Carolina Hurricanes a new one. Oh man! Did um, you see what the so, Carolina Hurricanes Twitter posted? Okay, okay, okay. So Carolina, we've discussed it a couple times. Has their fun celebration? It, it is, and honestly, it's worked because if your goal is to bring fans in, they're doing that. If it's to make people more interested in their hockey club, it's doing that. Because I've watched as again, I bring it to my girlfriend who has nothing, has knows basically nothing about hockey un- until now has been watching the Carolina Hurricanes. And, and like, when they win, she's like, what did they do this time? What did they do this time? <laughs> so it's obviously working. Mm-hmm. And The celebration Cherry, against the Oilers was awesome. Yeah, they did. Um, what did they – oh, they did the Batista bat? Yeah. The home run one. 
Yeah, so they did the Dave Batista bat swing, and then they he, they jumped into the crowd, and they got sprayed with water bottles. Then they beat uh, they beat uh, the Ducks and Stars, someone last night. Uh, they shut them out, and then they did the limbo. Um, so, like, they're obviously having fun with it, and Don Cherry comes on Coach's Corner and basically calls them a bunch of jerks, and this is the National Hockey League, and blah, 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 blah. He hates fun. And mm-hmm. stick in the mud. And then the Carolina Hurricanes changed their Twitter bio to the jerks with the fun celebration. Yeah. <laughs> and then posted an editive, uh, you know, the old man yells at cloud thingy. Yeah. 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 They edited him to have Don Cherry's suit on. No, no. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously their celebrations from like, you know, just skating like on their sticks or whatever. Um, crashing into the boards, and that's has kind of gotten a bit more uh, like intricate with the Batista bat flip and the limbo. So, I mean, how are we feeling about the Carolina K- Hurricanes celebration now? If you couldn't have guessed, I love it. I am also a big fan. All right, so now let's go to our resident old man yelling at Cloud. Chris, what do you think? <laughs> Shut up, first of all. <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to hit you so hard next time we play hockey that you are going to. <laughs> You're gonna need a diaper for a month. Let's just oh, can that. you film it, dude? I want to oh, see that. Put the GoPro on, y'all. So, uh, actually, I like it too because what? it's yeah, because um, it's it's made by the players. The players are doing it. The players are having fun. Uh, you know who changed my mind about it? Corey Hirsch, of all people. He was like tweeting him. about it. And he explained it and he explained it in a really smart way. And he just made me feel like, you know, it's not poking fun at anybody. It's not making a mockery of the game. It's just a fun thing that they're doing after their games when they win. So why not let them have that? So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. So we all agree Don Cherry should just kind of zip the lip. Nah. (laughs) Nah. I, I enjoy it when Don Cherry goes on his rants. It's always very funny to see how upset people get. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Twitter last night, after he did that, Twitter was like, we need to fire, tell Don Cherry to retire. Like, he's making a fool of himself. <laughs> like, straight up, Don Cherry's just doing his job right now. Like, people are talking about Don Cherry again. Therefore, Don Cherry's okay. won. Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, so then my... Yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And, like, people don't really watch Don Cherry because they want the highest of hockey opinions, right? They want to watch I mean, no, Don no, Cherry. No, 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 good old Canadian boy, uh, you know, from Kelowna. Don, he's actually from Sweden. Well, you know, he plays like a good Canadian boy. <laughs> you can tell he grew up on the weed. He's out in a farm, you know, getting up at 6 a.m. He's obviously watched my uh, Rock'em Sock'em videos. Oh, who hasn't, though? <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, oh, hold on a second. So, wait a minute. I'm looking, I'm finally getting down the rabbit hole here of this, this Dustin Penner situation. <laughs> oh, and boy. Buffalo traded its first round and third round pick in 08 and 09 for Edmonton's first round pick in 08, but they acquired it from Los Angeles. What? Yes. Oh, and then there you go. No. Goes. <laughs> Oh no! Wow, this 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 rabbit hole keeps going, dude. Honestly, um, like Sportsnet and like Steve Dangle, they've been doing these like trade trees, and they yeah. like track it. They did they did the Chris Pronger trade tree, and that like just ended. 
Yeah. Yeah. On, uh, I think it's the Hall of Fame or Hockey Hall of Fame forums or something like that. There's a, there's a lot of users on there who, like, have tracked, like, every single trade that just goes for, like, hundreds and hundreds of uh, yeah. instances. It's insane, some of these. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, keep going, buddy. I don't know. That's all I know. I got to try <laughs> to figure out how Los Angeles got that pick. Man, we need right, to hire so gonna, a researcher. We're going to do some investigative reporting. We will come back with this story next week, for sure. Mm-hmm. Unless we forget. Unless we forget. Um. I'll write it down. I'll remind it. I'll, you know, I keep a little notebook. I'm, I'm organized. I got it all. Wow, got, look at good. you. I know, I know. Um, so then my last thing, the St. Louis Blues are in a playoff spot. They also have won 10 in a row. Do you want to know the reason why? Uh, Jordan Bennington. No. No? No, 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 no. The real reason why. Oh, wait, what's the real reason, buddy? Uh, because of Barkley. A Barkley. Yeah. Oh, pup. You're <laughs> yeah. right. You're so right. Their dog, their little, their little pup, follow them on Instagram, Barkley Blues Pup. Mm-hmm. The best. The best Adorable. of boys. Yeah. I agree. That is the reason. Until he shits on the ice. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's just a little bit of a distraction. The players have to play around, so. Exactly, exactly. And, Work on their oh, skating, stick yeah. handling. Home field advantage for the Blues because they're used to it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, no, but but for real though, the Blues are playing some great hockey right now. Tarasenko has remembered that he's supposed to score. Jordan Bennington is giving them next level goaltending. Uh, like everything's clicking for the Blues right now. Yeah, couldn't be happier for them. Except for if they were the Oilers, and then I would be happier for them. Yeah, and they're taking the wild card spot by storm. Uh, Chris, how are you feeling about the Blues right now? Um, I mean. Had to you had to be shocked by how bad they were early in the year. Like I mean, yeah. I think they're regressing to the norm, right? They're they're playing to their strength. They've got a really good defense core. Um, it doesn't really surprise, getting- especially considering you know the West is complete ass this year. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. it also helps that they're getting a league average goaltending. That'll yeah. really help you. New head coach as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if Blues make a playoff, does he win the Jack Adams? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, they were pretty bad before we took over. I kind of feel like Barry Trotz is a lock for it, though. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I totally forgot. You're totally right. Barry Trotz. Um, well, so that's all the news I have, boys. You guys got anything? Nah, I don't. I, I don't I don't watch hockey anymore because it's too depressing. So I just instead put it on my other monitor, and then if they sound excited, I watch it for a little bit. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, uh, all right, so let's. So hey, you guys, I know what happened. Oh, okay, we got it. All right. So the Ducks got the. Okay, hold on a second. Oh shit! So the Ducks got the Kings two thousand eight. First round pick, but it also says another 2008 first round pick, and I don't know where that came from, and I'm not even going to look because I'll be here all night. <laughs> we got two picks, 17 and 28 in the first round for the first rounder, 12th overall, which they traded to the Buffalo Sabres for Buffalo's first round, 13th overall, and their third round in the next year. Oh, so it was a whole bunch of moving up at the draft then. Correct. And so 
Anaheim basically ended up getting Jake Gardner and Victor Tikhanov. <laughs> so they basically really shit the bed on that on that offer sheet haul. They got garbage. I mean, so Jake do you say the Oilers bad. win? No, I mean, but he's not with them anymore. Just That's true, but what have they got for Jake Gardner? No! No, no, no. <laughs> We could okay. just make we could just make episodes of us just breaking down like minute trades and offer sheets. That's like, actually new- not the worst idea. This is my new fucking life. Just oh. trying to <laughs> happen in that offer sheet. All right, somebody check in on Chris in the next couple of days here. Yeah, make sure he's still eating. You know, going to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I don't even care. <laughs> all right, all right, boys. All right, boys. Let's do our prediction. We got we got six games. We got six games coming up this coming week. Um. Actually, that game just happened, and so did that game. Um, so four games. Just kidding. Um, so, oh wait, first game of the week is the Arizona Coyotes play in Edmonton. Dalton, mm. we'll start with you, buddy. Oh, see, I kind of want to win this week, so I want to be depressing with my picks. But at the same time, that ain't me, fam. So the Oilers are going right. to win four to three over the Arizona Coyotes in Sexy's beautiful return. Four, three, win. Chris, what do you think? Well, I think that the Edmonton Oilers are going to lose 6-1. Oh. I, I like mine better. <laughs> sure you do. Thank you, Dom. Um, I'm going to think the Oilers win 3-1. Um, next game of the week is the Colorado Avalanche. The Winnipeg Jets go to Colorado for a rematch. Um, in Colorado. Chris, what do you think? I think the Winnipeg Jets are going to lose 6-1. Oh, my oh, God. Geez. Chris, are you okay? I am fucking pissed off right now. <laughs> I hear I'm that. I'm going to say I'm gonna say the Jets win 4-3. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Dalton, what do you think, buddy? Well, I don't want Chris to call me names, so I think Colorado is going to win 4-1. Four one win. My favorite person. All right, so then the New York Islanders travel to Edmonton for another rematch within the week. Um, I'll kick this one off. Oh jeez, Oilers are gonna lose four two. Dalton, what do you think? The Oilers are going to win. They're gonna win. <laughs> it's gonna be a three to two victory. A 3-2 win. Chris, what do you think? Oilers are going to lose 5-1. 5-1 win? Lose. Lose. Oh, jeez. I feel like I'm the lone beacon of light in this land of depression. Yeah, man. You should go onto Oilers Twitter. <laughs> There's a reason I don't. All right. So then, yeah, true, dude. That'll, it just makes me more depressed. <laughs> All right, so then the last game of the week is on Friday. The Winnipeg Jets play the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. All right, Chris, you got to start this one so that Mike can go second so I can bring a little bit of positivity to the end. All right, Chris, what do you think? Jets are going to lose 3 nothing. No! Wow. All right, um, I'm going to say Jets win one nothing, one nothing win. And I'm going to say that Kelly gets a shout-out. Oh. Oh, Chris, who do you think gets a shout-out for Vegas? Subban or Flurry? 
Let's go Subban to make it even more depressing. <laughs> I don't even think he out. plays any games for them. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, Dalton, all right, bring a little hope, buddy. All right, Patrick Liney, natural Hattie, three nothing win. Three nothing gets. All right, uh, so we'll say three nothing win. Line eight. We keep predicting every week. Eventually, it's gonna happen, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you know, throwing up darts to the dartboard, and eventually, one's gonna hit it. Yeah, God. very true. Very I'm really true. bad at darts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, that is it for this week. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Sing um, it all. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, we learned something about trades. We learned something about rabbit holes. Yeah, um, I think the title of the episode should be "Very Happy Episode, No Upset at All." Oh, oh see, I was gonna, I was thinking about titling it "Rabbit Hole." Oh, that's a good one. Lots of things about rabbit holes. We, we did learn lots of things about rabbit holes. <laughs> for one thing, carrots are orange. Yes, all mm-hmm. true. All right, everyone. Well, that does it for this episode 18 of South Coast Blue Line. Um, I'd actually like to happily announce that we have a website now. It is southofthebluelineline.com. Um, there will be so it's a little out of whack. It's not like uh, we're still working out some of the kinks, but uh, we will have links to the episodes on Anchor. So if you click on them, it, it'll direct you to Anchor, so you can listen to the episodes. Um, this it'll also be a bit of a blog so like oilers make a trade for sam gagne i'll get on there right you know like a little bit maybe a little page or a little paragraph on how much i love sam gagne and how much i hated ryan spooner and you know that sort of stuff you know we will cry we'll laugh um you might occasionally actually see um some uh blog posts actually from my dad who's got me into the oilers thanks for that dad um uh, (laughs) my dad has apologized so many times for making me an oilers fan (laughs) um i don't know if dalton or chris you guys want to hop on there maybe write some thoughts down like you're more than welcome so you know we're still working on some of the kinks but southofthebluelineline.com if you want to uh hear read about it that is where it'll be you can also if you want to hear just a podcast follow us on soundcloud at uh blue line south podcast uh, south of blue line podcast uh stitcher anchor um apple podcast um google podcast anywhere you find your podcast youtube we are there um, this was episode seven, 17, and um, I'm Michael. Chris. Hi. Dalton. Bye. All right. That does it. We are South of the Blue Line. We will see you all next week. See you, boys. Bye-bye.